Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Do you want to make live streaming easy? A lot of people are told, hey, you know what? They need to be in live streaming. They need to you know, be, be making Facebook lives and YouTube lives and LinkedIn lives every single day or at minimum, you know, a few times a week, maybe even, you know, just get started once a month. But for a lot of people, it can be very overwhelming getting on a live stream, whether it's yourself or joining someone else's stream. Um, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in for episode 109 of the Launch Your Live show. My name is Christian Karasevich. I'm the founder and host of uh, this uh, show. And this is the show for you, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or advanced live streamer, because our goal is to help you get better at live streaming. And that could include things like what kind of equipment you need or today's topic, how to make live streaming easy plus a simple workflow. So with that, uh, I want to introduce you to this week's guest. Our guest is Anita Wong. She's uh, in digital marketing. She's a host of the Digital Dots live show. I'm going to have her tell you a little bit more about that, but we're going to talk with her about creating a simple live streaming workflow. So I'm going to pop on and say a quick hello how are we doing? So great to see everyone. Um, again, live streaming, it can actually be very easy. And I think the big thing is a lot of us, we make it complicated because we think we need to have the most expensive equipment or, you know, we got to wait till we get 10 viewers, for example, on our live stream before we want to start. And here's the thing, we're, we're going about it all wrong if you think about it. You know, really, I mean, you set the pace with how complicated do you want to make your live streams? But instead, we always jump from instead of zero to 60. We always start at 60 for some reason. And so um, we have Anita Wong joining us. Uh, with that, I want to go and bring her on, you know, and have her tell you more about like how she got into live streaming, but also have her share her workflow. So Anita, it's great having you join us. How are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. And thanks, Christian, for having me on the show. It's really exciting. Anytime, you know, it's, uh, we always talk like, the reason we started the interview series for Launcher Live is because we want to hear from other live streamers, people who are actually doing the work. And a lot of times there's always like every person is going to be different. They're going to be different with the tactics they're sharing, the tips, how they got started. You know, um, so did I do a good enough job telling people a little bit about you or is there anything else you wanted to add? <laughs> no, that's perfect. I can add a few other little things. Yeah, sure. uh, I do everything, all things tech. So that's what I'm really sort of helping people to just like reduce that overwhelm and just explain things in a way that they understand it. I'm based in the UK, as you can tell from my accent, and just want to sort of like connect with everybody because I'm a mum. I've married to a doctor. I used to be a nurse. I had that doctor nurse thing. And we've got four teenage to young adults as well in house. So I know how difficult it is to juggle everything. So I just wanted to sort of like connect that to you as well, just to make you understand that it, live streaming and doing this sort of thing, growing your business is not just for people who have the spare time. We can fit it in with whatever we're doing. And I'm also a BMXer as well in my spare time. So that just adds a little bit of extra flair to it. Very cool. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I like that, you know, you, you put out there that 
it's not something that like we just do in our spare time. Uh, it, it is easy. Like it's easy just to like, yeah, go do it in our spare time. But the thing is, why are we doing it? I think that's the bigger question. You know, like why, yeah. why should somebody be live streaming, you know, or like what, like in that little spare time that they have, why did they pick to do live streaming? Was it because their friends told them to do it, you know, or, Hey, they saw other people doing it and said, well, you know what? Oh, I should, I got, I guess I should be doing it versus like actually having, you know, having some reason behind doing it. So, um, so, okay. So obviously, you know, we, we know, like, I love that you said you're a digital overwhelm strategist because for a lot of people they get wrapped around the axle with the tech that they need, you know, getting the yeah. right lighting, for example, or how to get that bokeh effect, that blurred background, you know, or, um, you know, they want to, they buy the most expensive camera they've never even started. And I, I, I'm, I'm always amazed at that. And I always tell people, you know what, you start with what you have. And I bet you, if you talk to every single person who's gotten into live streaming, they did not go and buy the most expensive equipment. They either took what they had and worked with it, or maybe they actually were in another business using it. And then they said, Hey, I'm going to try this live streaming thing. And then they saw that that was actually something they were really good at. And then maybe they start, you know, and they didn't have to go buy more equipment and whatnot. So can you do me a favor? Um, so obviously I know you're, you're, you work in the whole digital side, but can you tell people like, how did you get started with live streaming? Where, what was it? Was there like, you know, did somebody recommend it to you? Did you just decide to jump in? What was your, you know, how'd you get started? I think I just decided to jump in actually. I, actually started well I find live streaming easier to do what I'm doing because a lot of my videos are explaining videos and how-to videos so I actually found it more time saving to actually just jump on the live and actually explain to people how I do things so I share my screen a lot I show people how to use the tools at their fingertips such as you know like how to do an Instagram reel maybe or how to create a Facebook group guide or something like that so I actually found actually it's easier for me to just jump on the live, actually engage with the audience. If they've got a question whilst I'm on the live, they can actually ask me and I can answer it. So I possibly, that's that's how I did it really. It's like, it saves me time because I can come on the live, I can just do my workflow. And then afterwards, if I need to, the live's a little bit longer, I can reduce it down into chapters and things like that, depending on which platform I'm using on. But yeah, I just jumped in. Definitely. And, and here's the thing, as I mentioned, everybody you talk with, Everybody has a different story about how they got started, why they got started. You know, in your case, you just jumped in. I started a long, long, long time ago when Google was just first figuring out this whole uh, mm. Google Hangouts thing, you know, and it, and things have naturally like transitioned to it. And, you know, I, I think like the other point that you just made, which I think is really important, is the fact that you talked about how like it makes it easier for you to do what you do. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people need to realize is that there's lots of different tools out there for some people like they like, you know, if if they want to like, I'll give you the example of this. Like, And I think this kind of resonates with you. If somebody, for example, wants to make a tutorial video, what's one of the biggest challenges with making a tutorial video? It's the fact that by the time you get finished, what the tech, everything's already outdated, right? You probably spent more time editing it. And then <laughs> by the time you got it published it's already outdated. And then you're, and what's that going to do? It's actually going to create more questions, going to create like engagement with people, but it's the wrong kind of engagement because it's people asking, well, Hey, I don't have that button anymore or it moved or, you know, this changed. Right. And that's one thing where doing the whole live streaming uh, facet of it can be beneficial because in your case, if you want to make a tutorial for somebody, 
you can make a live stream tutorial right then and there, answer those questions in real time, which I think is super important. And then if somebody's like, well, hey, you know what? Something changed. You don't have to go through that whole process again of, you know, well, I got to record all these parts of my screen. I got to get this right. I got to get that right. You know, in this case, you're kind of just going through the motions with it, you know, and making sure that it's right. Um, like it's very easy to reproduce, I think, at that point. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just so easy, especially with what I do with the digital marketing and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the platforms change so much. Oh, yeah. I could spend hours doing one and then wait for ages before I record another one. And instead, I just, oh, I'm just going to go on live, you know, especially if something just pops up. One of my best performing videos I think I did, I was actually on holiday and I just mm-hmm. grabbed the phone and just went on to it and said, hey, look, you know, I've just realized that Instagram Reels, you can have like longer than 30 seconds, you know, and I just did a quick yeah. um talk about that and it was like wow you know and it was just like it was so easy just to do so it's much easier I think live streaming than pre-recording and editing obviously if you need to do that then you can do that as well in conjunction with the lives but I think it's it's definitely the thing to step into if you haven't started so in term and I want to make sure we spend a lot of time on you know like focusing on like a simple workflow but I have a few more questions for you okay so um so I think one of those questions is like, you know, you work in digital marketing, like you just jumped into it, but you kind of jumped into it because you kind of, it, it naturally fit with what you did. Right. So, you know, if somebody's just, if I'm just a business, for example, like, should you combine live streaming with your broader marketing goals? Um, like who should just jump in versus who should actually take some time to evaluate? Well, I think anyone could jump in to do live streaming. I think the thing is what you've got to think about is, does it align with your overall business goals? So if you can go into live streaming and talk about what you're doing, then that's all you need to do. But depending on what your business is, so say like if you run an events business, then you can live stream your events. So there's different types of live streaming out there. So if you're doing a conference, you can live stream the conference. It's not just you being behind the, you know, like in front of the camera, you can actually do lots of different things with live streaming and like Christian said earlier on, you don't have to have big expensive equipment. There's two different ways of live streaming. There's live streaming on your mobile phone and there's live streaming at your desk in your office. And I think that's where a lot of people get wrapped up in the whole, oh, I need to do it sitting down in my office and it has to be perfect and everything has to be, you know, like completely okay. It doesn't have to be like that. You can start off live streaming on the hoof, out in the park, just sharing with your audience what it is that you're doing. So I think it does have to align with what you're doing because overall you want to make it work for your business. You want to make your live streaming, your, the amount of time that you put into your live stream work for your business, but your live stream is only live for as long as you're live. So then you can utilize the content that you've created across all your other aspects of your business as well. Excellent. Yeah. And so, and so I love that you mentioned that like, there's different ways that you can live stream. And a lot of people, they, they think about that one way to live stream, which is, hey, I'm on camera. Like they think that they need to be like, like just being right there in front of the camera talking to people. And it's like, well, no, like there's like you script it out in a way. Like if you think about it, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, OK, if I want to if I want to do an inter- like, for example, we're live. We, we could be live streaming an interview right now, for example. You know, we're mm-hmm. not live streaming an interview. We're literally just recording it. However, if we wanted to, we could live stream it. For example, you know, um, there are, you know, you could 
heck, in your case, Anita, you said, you know, hey, like you make tutorials, things like that. You could live stream every single one of those tutorials and you might only have to be on for, you know, the beginning to say a quick hello because you want to make sure you engage with your audience. But you spend the majority of the time um, at that point, like just sharing the material with people, you know, because, again, it's like in that case, it's not about you. It's about the material you're teaching somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so obviously we know that live streaming, it's it's not necessarily hard, but it can be. And I think that's because we make a lot of us make it really complicated, right? Yeah, we do. And I think if we were to say like in the studio, I use my captions that I can use within this studio as my sort of like my time scale. So it helps Uh me to keep the flow. And I think sometimes what happens is that you do need to have a bit of preparation. There's no, there's no doubt about it. You know, if you're going to go live, you want to know what you're going to be talking about. So you do want to spend a little bit of time planning it, write some questions down, Mm -hmm. make sure you know what the answers are, and then, you know, just go on and, and, and do it. Because I think that's the, the hardest thing for most people is actually just pressing that button and actually being in front of the audience. Yeah. And and here's the thing. I mean, like right now, I don't know about you. I mean, you've probably, I think you got an office mate, right? Like, but aside from that, (laughs) aside from that, it's just us talking to the camera. Right. Yeah. And so, so things do take some practice. So what I want to do is I want to jump into, you know, having you like, having you like tell our, our viewers and our listeners, like, uh, uh, you know, how can we make live streaming easy? And I don't know if you have, I don't know if you have a workflow you want to share or, you know, if you kind of just want to talk through it, like maybe just some points, uh, but I'm going to turn it over to you, you know, to have you talk about how we can make live streaming easy. Okay, perfect. Okay. So the first thing to do realistically is before you even go on the camera is to just have a plan and an end goal in mind for what you want your live streams to achieve. So I'm not talking about just like a, a one-off live stream. Have an idea of how often you would like to live stream throughout, say, like if you say, okay, I'm going to give myself a go. I'm going to do eight live streams in two months. So that's one live stream a week. So have a think about the foundations before you even go onto the camera. What is it that I want my live streams to achieve? Is it for me to connect with my audience? Is it for me to grow my audience? Is it for me to give away a free download so that my audience can get to know me and I can move my visual audience into my email list? Have a think about the goal. That's really important because, like I said, the the basic goal is just to get to know your audience and to actually get them to know you because it's a really good way of personalizing what you do online. Then the second part of that is to think about the equipment. Now, like I said before, a mobile phone is the easiest option. You can just put your mobile phone on a tripod, make sure that you've got light. If you don't have any artificial lights, then position yourself in front of the window so that you get natural light. And if you find you have a bit of shade, then you know you can go to the art shop and buy a big A3 piece of white paper and just put it opposite you where you have the shade. So maybe if your window's on the left, put the white paper on the right. Just helps reflect the light. But don't worry about it too much at the beginning. The microphone's important. So if you're going to use your mobile phone, maybe put some ear pods or earphones in so that you can sort of just cancel out all of the external noise. And if you can find somewhere quiet or somewhere just away from the hustle and bustle to actually introduce your live stream, depending on, of course, what your live stream is all about. And if you're in the office, 
use your computer camera for now. If you haven't got an external webcam, then just use your computer camera. Make sure you've got enough light and you've got a microphone close by. And then, you, you know, that's as far as the equipment needs to go. I'm actually using a webcam. I don't have a digital camera, so I'm using a, a Logitech stream cam. So it's just basically stuck on the top of my computer. So it's really easy to go with. Then another important factor, I think actually is probably the biggest is your mindset. So you've got to really tell yourself to believe that you are the expert in your field and that you can just go out there and tell people about you and what you're doing. And I think that's super, super important. And then once you've got those foundations sorted, then you can start thinking about the workflow. So what is it that you want the, the live to achieve? So we've talked about the goals. We've talked about the equipment. Now you do your live stream. And the workflow that I would suggest before the live stream is to schedule it ahead of time. So if you're using a third party tool such as StreamYard, then you can schedule ahead of time. But if you're not using a third party tool, then just put a post up on social and say, hey, I'm going to go live in a couple of days time at this time. And you're going to find me on, say, YouTube and Facebook, for instance, or on Instagram, wherever it is that you're actually wanting to live stream to. Just keep connecting with your audience leading up to the live stream so that they know that you're going to go live and just do little, you know, you already know what you're going to be talking about. So just tweak a little bit of information out to them, share a little bit of info so that they get really excited and then remind them in the morning that you're going to go live. If you've got an email list, send an email to them and tell them what live's going to be about. That workflow really helps you to just Prepare yourself as well, but it also prepares your audience for you to actually show up in front of them. And then when you do your live, just relax because people love to see you as you are. They they, they want to connect with you as, as the real person because when you don't use live video and you maybe you're putting a post up or something like that, they don't really get to connect with you as a person. So live streaming really helps that to happen. And then afterwards, of course, there is a whole other workflow that we can go into, which is like the repurposing of the video, sharing the video to the platforms that you didn't live stream to, cutting the video up into little snippets so that you can tease a little bit of information out there and, and draw more people to the video to watch afterwards. And that's, and that's uh, I mean, it's excellent advice. I got to say, like the one part you really mentioned that I really like is just how you didn't start off with the equipment. Like a lot of people make that jump into equipment. They say, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, they tell people to go out and get all this expensive stuff. And it's like, well, like in your case, you're talking about using a Logitech stream cam. Like, and if you even want to take that a step back, like you could use the built-in webcam in your laptop, yeah. you know? Um, and in terms of, I mean, I think the big thing is we have most of what we need and it's just about, it's getting started. And then I like the fact that you mentioned building a workflow once you have gotten started. Like a lot of people, what they do is they're like, oh, you know what? I got to get everything like ready, right? And I got to get everything perfect. And the thing is, you're never going to get it perfect. Like when we talk equipment, you're always going to be tweaking equipment. You're always going to be changing different things out, right? And it's, a, it's I mean, the most important part of the live stream is the message. You know, it's whatever you're sharing out there, whether it's an interview, a tutorial, you know. And um, I also like the fact, you know, the, the fact that you talked about how when people like start, you know, the hardest part is like just doing it. But I think the other part, which I think is really crucial that you mentioned is just how when you like start, you also need to have that mindset. And the mindset is extremely important because 
a lot of people like, I mean, you're already uncomfortable on being in front of a camera. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I didn't have to believe that I'm actually good at doing this. Um, so, so mindset's like super important. Um, so do you have any tips in terms of like somebody determine, like figuring out kind of what they should be live streaming about? So like, okay, so they got a workflow, they know what kind of equipment they need to use. They start to, you know, they, they do a few sample like test live streams. Um, they get all that stuff going and then they need to start making some adjustments. Like, do you have any recommendations? Like how can somebody find like what it is they're good at? Like, should they just, I mean, cause again, you don't want to be just like a me too. Like, Hey, I'm just like, I'm just like this other person that's also doing the same thing, right? Like you're in digital, like, you know, don't just like force yourself to be in digital. Right. Um, but do you have any tips to help people kind of find what their passion is, uh, especially from streaming perspective? I think it's what you enjoy doing the most, because I think if you enjoy doing something the most, say like, if you're like, for me, I, I can do a number of things, helping people learn how to do tech. And focusing on, say, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube is something that I do. But I also help people do course creation and things like that. So it's it's you've got to sort of like think, OK, so what can I actually share that people will be interested in? So sometimes it's quite good to do a bit of research around it. So go onto Google, type in what you do and see what other videos are coming up and see what other people are doing. Because you can learn from your competitors, but you can also stand aside from your competitors. So I've got some pineapples in the background if you're watching this live. If you're listening to the podcast, I use pineapples to identify your essence. So if you imagine a pineapple in the supermarket, you're going to go and buy a pineapple. They're all the same, aren't they? They all look the same. But the closer you get to the, the pineapple, the more unique it becomes. And that's how if you were thinking about, okay, so what can I do? as a person that will really make me stand out from say like my competitors, but I also really enjoy it. So write down say five aspects of what you do and look at the one that you really love doing and really dig deep into that particular area. So say like if you were a health coach, you could look at different aspects of the health coach, whether you're a nutritionist, whether you like keeping fit, whether you like the post fitness, like the muscle work and things like that and you can choose one of those areas and then dig really into it break that area up into little bits as well but ultimately it's a variation and then it does limit it does link to your end goal so if your end goal is to bring people to say like your membership then you can talk about various different aspects of your membership on your live stream if it's to book people into your one-to-ones then you talk about those sorts of one-to-ones, but there's so many different things you can do on lives. We only mentioned a couple, but you could do testimonials where you talk about what someone's spoken to you about and what someone's written about you. You can do case studies. You can have, like you say, an interview on camera. You can have a group discussion where you bring in different people into the screen and you can have a discussion with them. There's all sorts of different things. And, and I think live streaming has really blown up over the last 24 months because there's so many different ways that people can share what they're doing, you know, in the kitchen, for example, I live streamed in the kitchen the other day. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm a digital strategist, but I live stream myself cooking my breakfast because I was talking about how in order to be 
you know, to keep going all the way through the day as an entrepreneur, you have to make sure that you look after yourself and that you have a good breakfast. So I just live streamed myself cooking avocado and eggs. And um, I had so many like, you know, so many people commenting and discussing it afterwards and things like that. So as long as you have your end goal in mind so that you know that what you're working on with your live stream flows towards that end goal, then you can pretty much live stream about anything. Yeah. And, you know, and it's so funny when you talk about it like that, because <laughs> like you talk about people like um, you and I both know, like from a digital marketing side, like a lot of people are you know, like, oh, well, you know, they tell like if people tell you don't post like don't post what you eat for breakfast, for example, like that used <laughs> to be like, you know, the thing that people would do. But at the same time, like if that's your passion, for example, and I love how you just yeah, connected that, like you connected it in the sense that you could easily have just live streamed what you had for breakfast and that would just seem, you know, just putting it out there, it would seem boring, right? Like, even though, for example, I, uh, you know, I'm a, like, I have a background in culinary arts and like, mm. I, so I love, I love that aspect though. And so for some people they they might be like, well, they, they're connecting those digital dots right behind why you might be doing that. But I love how you took the angle and you said, you know what, it's like, it's important. Like we talked about mindset. Mindset's important. Hmm. Having, you know, uh, having like a good balanced breakfast is important because you do have to keep yourself motivated as well. For example, if you go, are going that entrepreneurial route. Right. And so I love how you talked about, you know, how like, you know, Hey, I'm going to live stream what I had for breakfast today. Like, cause again, that also, <laughs> if you think about it, it creates sort of a movement, right? It creates a movement with other entrepreneurs who follow you who say, Hey, you know what? Um, like, like part of it is getting your, your, I guess, subconsciously training people, right? You're like training them to a think a different way. And then at the same time, you're also encouraging them to practice live streaming as well, because they're going to learn different camera angles. Like they'll, they'll get better with, you know, how do I move the camera? Like, how do I position the camera? You know, um, for example, at the beginning earlier, you, you heard me, you were talking about avocado, uh, I actually have the same thing for breakfast actually yeah. as well. And like, you know, we were talking about that and you probably heard me, I think drop a fork or something. Right. And the thing was, <laughs> right. And so like the thing is, okay. So as you're doing live streaming, you know, and you're getting into doing it, you may like, you know, you learn like, okay, well I need to position things a certain way. Like, Hey, if I'm like in my office and I'm going to be on camera, Oh, maybe I don't need to put that fork in that plate right next yeah. to my microphone, for example. <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way. Um, That's okay. But again, like I love how you're making that, you know, you're making it easier for people like to to understand why like they need the mindset, but then also like how they can actually practice some of the stuff. Because for a lot of people, their practice is like the first time they go live. And yeah, that's fine. And as you mentioned, I mean, there's so many, there's lots of different ways that we can get that practice in um, to help us, you know, be more comfortable with live streaming. Um, so I have a couple more questions for you, by the way, if you have the time. And yeah, sure. um, so, okay, we all obviously talked to work about a workflow. Um, so I want to move into just sharing some tips with viewers on like how to connect those digital dots. Like yeah. how did, you know, so for example, I mean, so you mentioned how like, you know, um, part of it is getting in the habit of live streaming, but like, can you share some tips with viewers on how they can connect the digital dots together and why this is such an important step to keep you live streaming? Yeah, sure. Because I think with the digital dots, 
what I like first of all with the digital dots is like what are the digital dots? Mm-hmm. So the digital dots are the stages that you take or you put well your your audience takes in order to connect with you. So it's like that flow that they take. And what happens usually when say like a client comes to me is that there are gaps in their digital dots. So their clients sort of drop off the workflow and it's joining those dots back together again that really helps them to suddenly grow an audience, capture leads. But if you start from the beginning and you actually build your workflows with those digital dots connected, then that's how it's going to work. So for example, with live streaming, if you think about what your end goal is, say like you want to grow your audience. So Mm -hmm. you want to take your audience off of social into say like your email marketing tool Mm -hmm. so that you have a more personalized connection with them off camera. So in order to make sure that your digital dots are connected for that, you start in the background before you go on camera. So you'd need to have your email marketing tool set up. You'd need to have something to offer. Say like, for example, I've got a 26 uh, live content ideas at the moment that I'm giving away. So that's like the freebie that I would give away when I'm doing my live show. And that would in would help people to give them some content ideas, but it also moves those people into my email marketing. So you'd have to set that up. And that's where you would set the email marketing up. You would create that piece of content, maybe in say like Canva, for instance, make a PDF that you can download. You'd put all of those things in there. And then you'd have that link on hand when you're doing your live streams. And then whilst you're doing your live stream, you'd talk about say like the live stream topic was live streaming like this one, you would talk about the content that you could talk about. So then you were saying, hey, if you want 26 ideas, you can, you know, have a look around this video. There'll be a link that you can click and you can download it and start using it. And what that does is that workflow moves the audience who's just discovered you on your live stream. They've just they've interacted with you on the live. They might have watched you a few times and then they click that link they, they get something from you. So you're giving them something for free. And in return, they give you their name and their email address. And then they go into your email and then you can connect with them a little bit more outside the live stream. So you maybe send a weekly newsletter or you maybe even send them a heads up that you're going to be live streaming the next week and things like that. After the live is finished, what that means then is that that workflow has enabled you to bring that audience into an environment where you can actually get to know them a bit better because email marketing is not one way, it's two ways. So you can always open up a conversation in there to ask them to reply back and so on and so on, so forth. So that's like a typical workflow for growing your audience using live streaming. And then what happens if your dots weren't connected is that somebody would say that they've got something to offer, but then they won't have the foundation set up at the beginning. So they don't have that link to offer. So your audience is waiting for that link to be shared, but it's never shared. And I think that's just one example of a digital workflow. Yeah. And you know, and it's, I, I, again, I mean, going back to like live streaming made easy. I think the key thing here is a lot of people, they make it more difficult than it needs to be. They either yeah. like, you know, going back to like, you know, when you start live streaming, a lot of people, what they do is they, you know, they, they, tell themselves they don't have something. Right. And so like they, you know, they then make it about the equipment 
And then, but it's not about like the equipment, but we know subconsciously it's not about the equipment. It's about your message and whatnot. And then the same thing is, holds true as well for like setting up that workflow. Like if you know, you can make a super complicated workflow, but it does not have to be that complicated. Yeah. Provide Again, it comes back to what? What's the most important part about that? It's how easy you make the process for your viewers, for your listeners to download whatever that offer is that you have or access that offer. And a lot of people like we make it all, you know, we always make it, try to make it, we don't try to maybe, but we do, we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, so, you know, that, so that's some like really, really good advice. So in terms of um, setting up like a workflow, do you have any, like, is there a basic workflow you would set up maybe to start? Like, a, a, like if I'm like a, let's just say I'm a beginner live streamer, like what would be a good basic workflow to start with? I think for, for to start live streaming, I think the basic workflow would be number one, make sure that you know what your end goal is for live streaming. So if it's raising audience awareness, getting people to know you, so raising your your a bit, you know, you as the expert in your field, and that's just being present on the live streams and sharing your value, then I would suggest that number one is to make that your goal. So you're going to be seen as the expert in your field. So you're going to do a weekly live where you're sharing your expert tips. The second part of that is to plan your live streams beforehand. So if you can, like I said before, if you're using a different software, like a third-party software such as StreamYard, then schedule the live stream a couple of days ahead of time so that people have noticed that the live stream's going out. If you're going to do, say, like a live stream on Instagram, they do actually have a tool in there now in the lives where you can actually schedule your live, believe it or not. So then you can actually share that inside your posts and things like that. So just try to schedule it and then try to, number three is try to make as many people in your audience aware of it. So do regular posts leading up to the live stream. Talk about the live stream in your posts. Maybe do a story or a little reel about it, say like for Instagram or Facebook, that you're going to do a live stream. And then on the day, hour before, make sure that your equipment is together. So do do a little test inside the studio that your equipment works, that you're in a quiet place, that your earphones work or your microphone works and that your camera's on and that you do have enough light. And then what I do, which I think works really well, is I don't know in America if you have post-its, like the little sticky uh -huh. paper. So you can use those if you want to or just do a like – on your notes, on your computer or on the screen, just have bullet points of the things that you want to talk about. So if you're going to talk about five things that make live streaming easy, just have those five things bullet pointed somewhere on the screen or in front of the camera that you can see without having to go like left or right or down to your desk. Just have them so that they're in eyesight. And those will really help you keep on track because it, it's really useful to have them so that if you do get a question in between each point, you can answer that question and then you know that you've got the next point to go to. Because sometimes when you're on the camera and you're live, you do go a little bit into overwhelm when you, you can get a bit flustered and that's perfectly okay. But the bullet points or the post-its or the comments, having them inside your software, it just really helps to pull you back in and, and bring you back to the present time so that you can then move on. So I think that would be the, the most useful workflow for you to start off with. So number one, remember your goals. Number two, make sure that you 
pre-schedule or you tell people about the live stream a couple of days before and then again on the same day maybe an hour beforehand just go on and just post that you're going to go live in an hour create a little bullet point system so that you know exactly what it is you're going to talk about and then go live and enjoy yourself because that's the most important part of the workflow is just try to relax as much as possible when you're on the camera I know it's really daunting and it can be really scary when you're on the camera but Believe me, once you've done it a few times, it will start to get easier and you will start to feel more confident. That's that's such great advice, you know, and I mean, I, I mean, really, you know, I think the key thing, like we always tell people like, you know, Hey, just start. Right. But like, you need to like, part of it is just start. So it's like, okay, you gotta, it's all about momentum, right? Like you gotta get started. You gotta get a little bit moment of momentum going. But then once you have things going, then you need to start to make some tweaks and things like that. And, you know, for some people, that's like they get started and then they make a few tweaks like and they're immediately like making tweaks. But then there's also people that like they just get started and they just do the same thing, you know, over and over and over. But mm -hmm. here's the thing, if it works, keep it, you know, don't change it. Yeah. But if you're doing it and you're like, you know what? Hey, like I'm not getting like viewers. I'm not getting like live viewers. Well, I'd say this. I mean, my piece of advice for that would be maybe you need to make sure you do what Anita was suggesting, which is make sure you do some promotion ahead of time. Like you can't just go live and expect everyone to, you know, all of a sudden want to tune in, right? There has to be a reason behind why they tune in. They have to know about it. You know, like there's that whole yeah. analogy about, you know, a tree falling in the forest. Like, you know, if, like, if you're not telling people about it, they're never going to know about it. And don't be ashamed to promote what you do as well. That's another thing it comes back to mindset, right? Like you have to be confident like big deal. Okay. You post it on your Facebook uh, page, for example. Um, if people are, you know, unless you're getting people telling you, Hey, you know what? You shouldn't post every hour then. Okay. But you have to at least do some promotion of it. You can't just yeah. go live <laughs> and expect people to just tune in. Um, it, it, yeah. And don't, yeah, definitely. And don't feel like you're pushing it out because you're not pushing it out. You're attracting. Yeah. So right. that, that all comes back down to that whole mindset of, you know, oh, a, a client of mine the other day said, oh, I, I just feel really icky about pushing, like posting. And I was like, but you shouldn't, because what you're doing is you're just making people aware of what you're going to be doing. And if it resonates with them, they're going to be attracted to it and they're going to come and tune in. Those that aren't interested, they won't come to the live. But those that are will see what you've posted and they will come to the live and they'll watch the live and they'll love the live. Yeah, exactly. And again, like you're, I think a lot of people also need to look at it like this. You're not trying to attract everyone. Exactly. Like you only want to attract the people that are interested in what it is that you do, what it is that you offer. For example, Anita, you know, you shared earlier about you live stream what you had, what you're making for breakfast, for example. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, that's going to attract a certain audience. And that audience, there, there are going to be people that get it. They're going to be people that understand why Anita is going through that motion. She's not just doing it because she just wants something to live stream about. She knows that it is a crucial fundamental that you need to have as an entrepreneur because that's who she also works with, right? And so she wants to make sure she's attracting the right people. And there are people that, you know, the light bulb's going to go off and they're going to get it. And then there's going to be people, people that are going to be like, well, I don't care what she had for breakfast, right? And so the thing is, <laughs> they can choose to tune in, they can choose not to tune in, you know? And so, you know, it's all about attracting the right audience. And, you know, again, you're never going to attract the audience if you don't ever just get out there and start doing it. That's the key thing. 
Um, yeah, that's right. And and talking about audience, yeah. I think one of the things as well is that when people start out live streaming, they often feel like they're talking to themselves mm-hmm. because they don't have people watching straight away. Maybe, you know, sometimes you don't have people watching. You just timed your live stream at the wrong time of the day or people are just busy. So what I always recommend that people do is to imagine that their best friend is standing on the other side of the camera and just have a conversation with that best friend. So if it's your mobile phone, just imagine that you're talking to your best friend behind the camera and just have that conversation. And you'll you'll suddenly find that you just suddenly relax and you it doesn't then you don't look at the numbers of that little eye sometimes that comes up if you're using software of how many people are watching, you know. Try not to focus on that. Try to focus on just looking on the other side of the camera and having a conversation with your best friend. That is great advice. Again, live streaming made easy by imagining you are chatting with your best friend. I love that. That is such yeah. great advice. So, Anita, I have one last question for you, and that is, uh, where's the best people? Where's the best place for people to connect with you? Okay, so my website is anitawong.co.uk so that's where most of my stuff is and there's a a widget on there that you can book a discovery call if you want to talk to me about how I can help you to get over the overwhelm connect the digital dots and the other place is my YouTube channel so my YouTube channel is Anita Wong so if you just go onto YouTube and type in Anita Wong my YouTube channel should come up hopefully it should it will and um, those are the two places that you can connect with me that's where most of my majority of my workflows come out of. So yeah, those two places. And of course you can join me on my weekly show, which is um, the digital dots live show, which is every Tuesday. Fantastic. You know, this has been, uh, I gotta say, just such great advice. Um, I like how, you know, we've talked about making live streaming easy by setting up a workflow and that workflow does not need to be super complicated. You know, again, you're going to hear this, you hear the same thing. If you listen to any of our other interviews we've done, Everyone says the same thing. It's like, just start, you know, they don't talk about like why you should have like a super expensive mic. They talk about just starting and then building upon that. Um, and that's what we've done here again today with Anita. Um, for those of you who are uh, watching or listening, I just have a couple of quick uh, items I want to share with you. The first uh, one is if you know, these are resources, by the way, to help you. If you want to overcome uh, your fear of live video, you can check out episode six launch your dot live slash EP six. We talked about how to overcome your fear of live video. Uh, we also, you know, if you don't have a best friend, for example, you know, and you're looking for guests, we talked about how to find guests for your live video show on episode 15 at launch your dot live slash EP one five. And then, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what we talked about with Anita earlier about, you know, choosing the right format for your live streams. We talked about that as well in episode two at launch your dot live slash EP two. Uh, but with that, I want to thank everyone for uh, watching, for listening. If you have questions about the workflow, you know, um, questions about your own workflow, uh, feel free to uh, leave them in the comments. You can also connect with us on social at launch your live and just let us know what questions you might have about your current workflow or if you're just getting started, how we can help. But with that, this has been episode 109 of the Launch Your Live show, where we talk with Anita Wong about how to create a simple live stream workflow to make live streaming easier. With that, we will see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye now. We appreciate you joining us. 
for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.